Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Good evening, folks. This is Terry from Texas with another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. In 1835, the war for Texas independence from Mexico was heating up. The Battle of Gonzales had occurred in October of that year when a detachment of Mexican soldiers was sent to Gonzales to recover a small cannon given to the citizens of that town to protect them against frequent Comanche Indian raids. Given the rebellious spirit moving among Texans, among Texians at the time, the local commander of Mexican troops thought it unwise that the cannon be left in the hands of the citizenry. After a troop of dragoons approached the town, the citizens put up a fight, and the black and white flag with the cannon and the lone star saying, Come and take it, came into being. The fight was over, the dragoons withdrew, and the war was on. Move forward a couple of months, and a group of Texians assault San Antonio de Bejar, now San Antonio, Texas. After a few days fighting, during which the popular revolutionary leader Ben Milam was killed, and which the Mexican commander, Martin Perfecto de Cos, surrendered the town of Bejar and withdrew his troops. Santa Ana had already begun to move on San Antonio and arrived in February of 1836. Just ahead of him, the group of volunteers from Tennessee had arrived with the eminent congressman David Davy Crockett. Crockett had just lost re-election to Congress so he uttered his famous line, You may all go to hell, I will go to Texas. They joined a handful of men already gathered at a crumbling mission called the Alamo, formerly known as Mission San Antonio de Valero. They numbered around 180, give or take a few. These men would gain the fledgling Texian army under command of General Sam Houston a chance to gel into a cohesive battle group. The Mexican army commenced a siege on February 23rd, and that siege lasted 13 days until the early dawn hours of March 6th. In a pre-dawn attack on the north wall, the Mexican army flooded the grounds of the Alamo compound. All defenders were killed without mercy, including the true military commander, Colonel William Barrett Travis, the widely known and much fabled James Jim Bowie, 
of the incredible knife bearing his name and the aforementioned Crockett. After the battle, all the defenders' bodies were piled up and burned. Historical accounts tell of three enormous funeral pyres to burn the bodies. Those they didn't burn were buried in a common grave. Santa Ana moved to the east in pursuit of the Texian army, capturing and executing around 400 troops under command of Colonel James Walker Fannin at the appropriately named Fort Defiance near Goliad, Texas. Continuing eastward, the Mexican army arrived at the area of San Jacinto near Houston. Bivouacking on the open land, the Mexican army was relaxed on that Sunday morning of April 21, 1836, when the Texian army swooped down on them to shouts of, Remember the Alamo and Remember Goliad. In 18 minutes, the Mexican army was either dead, routed, or surrendered. Santa Ana was captured, trying to escape, dressed as a common soldier, but was recognized by his troops and given deferential treatment, alerting the Texian leadership of his identity. The war for Texas independence was over. But back to our story. Just days after the deadly slaughter at the Alamo, Santa Ana realized the importance of the Alamo as a rallying point for the Texian rebels. He ordered the destruction of the Alamo. Oddly enough, Colonel Jim Bowie was given the same orders by Sam Houston prior to the battle, but Bowie defied the orders because he knew that the army needed time to get together so he set up a defense at the Alamo instead of blowing it up. Mexican troops were sent to accomplish the task of the destruction. However, the troops returned to the camp with tales of six Diablos or devils standing before the Alamo, each holding a flaming sword and blocking entrance to the mission. Their commander scoffed at the story and took a detachment back to the Alamo to do the deed. Nope. When they approached the long barracks, a single specter rose from the roof of the building, holding flaming cannonballs in its hands, which were stretched out towards the would-be destructors. Once again, the Mexicans left the old mission unmolested. Fast forward now to 1846. Texas has become a state and the Alamo has become a U.S. Army depot. Plans were drawn up to demolish part of the complex. Public opinion rose against this plan and simultaneously reports of wandering spirits came in from the grounds of the Alamo. Guests of the auto also haunted Menger Hotel, which is another story, reported seeing spirits walking in the compound, troops marching in front of the Alamo, and spirits standing guard all night. Sometime later, the Alamo was being used as a police station and a jail. 
and moans were heard in the building and footsteps, which kept the police on edge and the prisoners nervous. Other stories of spirits at the Alamo are told. The little blonde-haired boy, who appears in an upper window. The Mexican soldier, whom say, some say was a commander who accepted the surrender of several defenders, only to have Santa Ana renege on the promise of leniency and ordered the men hacked to death. The commander apparently relives a time he regrets. And most troublesome, there are the spirits of a man and a boy on the roof of the chapel building. Seen just after sunrise, the man wraps his arms around the boy and then they plunge off the roof to the ground below. Visitors to the Alamo sometimes report feelings of melancholy while visiting the shrine. They report hearing whispers, perhaps the whispers of the doomed combatants, or maybe penitent parishioners from the time it was a working mission. The spirits of the Alamo are the spirits of Texas, and we honor them. San Antonio is rich in supernatural folklore, some of it real, some of it myth, but all of it proudly defended by those born here. The haunted tracks south of town, near the intersection of Villa Main and Shane Roads, have a much discussed history. The legend basically tells of a busload of kids going home and the bus stalls on the tracks, gets hit by an oncoming train causing the deaths of all or nearly all on board the bus. The modern connection to this story is that if you approach the railroad crossing from the east, you stop short, put your car in neutral and let off the brakes and your car will roll what looks like uphill and across the railroad tracks and down the other side. The story is that the ghost of the dead children will push your car out of danger. And to support this idea, if you put baby powder on the back of your car, after the experience you will find child-sized handprints, as though children had indeed pushed your car. I do not give much credence to this legend simply because the accident never happened, at least not here in San Antonio. Reports of a similar accident happening in Salt Lake City, Utah in, I believe it was the 30s, were widely reported and especially here in San Antonio. Perhaps the story somehow worked its way into the local psyche and became part of local legend. I've been to the site albeit in the daytime, and I found that the approach from the east is a gravity hill. Coming westward on Shane Road, the well-paved and constructed street suddenly drops off and goes downhill at a re relatively sharp angle. But while sitting in your car on the downhill grade, your senses are tricked into thinking you're on a level plane. The downhill grade is enough for any car to pick up sufficient speed to pass down the slope, although it looks like you're going uphill, and then you go up and over the grade crossing. 
It's scientific. It's not supernatural. But then there are other stories of things that happen out there. Laughter of children. Voices. Sightings of perhaps spirits. Other strange things. Maybe you ought to go out there. Be an interesting trip. The Minger Hotel. Downtown San Antonio, right beside the Alamo. The Minger was built in 1859. It opened in February of 1859. And it was the first hotel west of the Mississippi. It was originally opened as a bar because the two gentlemen that opened the Minger were beer makers from Germany. And they decided to open a hotel because so many of the people who came in drank so much that they couldn't find their horses or their way out and they wound up sleeping on the tables. So they opened up a hotel. In the years following, it seems to attract not only a physical crowd, but a supernatural crowd. Many things in history have happened at the Minger Hotel. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt recruited many of the Rough Riders at a bar at the Minger for the Spanish-American War. Supposedly, Teddy shows up every now and then. Captain Richard King, founder of the King Ranch in South Texas, one of the largest ranches, was so fond of the hotel that he had a room named the King Suite that he would stay in every time he was there. And in 1885, he died in that room. His funeral was held in the front parlor of the hotel. And there have been reports of people seeing a man that looked like Richard King walking around the hotel. And even reports of him walking through a wall where the door to his old room used to be. There's a lady in blue on the second floor. Another story is a woman who was working at the Menger got on an elevator with a lot of items in her arms and asked the man on the elevator to press the floor for her. But the man had disappeared. The most well-known of the Menger's ghosts is Sally White, a young chambermaid who was shot to death just outside the hotel by her jealous common-law husband on March 28, 1876. Sally was brought back into the hotel and cared for but died of her wounds and the hotel paid for her coffin and her grave and her funeral expenses. There have been numerous sightings of Sally around the hotel always in the attire she wore as a maid there. They've seen her in rooms and hallways, and she's been reported for decades. The manager of the hotel has a very simple explanation why she's still there. She's grateful. Many paranormal experiences happen in the hotel, such as images suddenly appearing and disappearing. People feel cold spots. 
they experience discomfort and fear for no reason. They see television sets going on and off and they hear a bell at the front desk ringing by itself even when it was disconnected. There have been pictures on captured on film. For years, a bust of the Countess du Barry from the French Revolution was in front of a mirror on the second floor next to the Renaissance room. It disappeared in the early 80s. Recently, a hotel guest snapped a photo of the mirror. The manager shows the picture and in the mirror is a distinct image of a woman who resembles the Countess. In another photo taken in the bar, there's the outline of a woman, perhaps it's Sally, as well as what appears to be figures of men sitting at the tables. The Menger Hotel is a beautiful place. It's old, it's grand, and I used to work there when I first came to San Antonio in 86. I worked there doing security. I worked there for three weeks. And that place could give you the willies because I would walk around doing my rounds and I had to do like night watchman service. And when they say that people experience fear and just not good feelings on the hotel, I, could, I can attest to that because I had my own feelings there. There was a short hallway that I had to step into to do a, a clock punch. Hallway was maybe six or eight feet long. But I felt like if I went in that hallway, I was going to be trapped. So I'd get in and out as fast as I could. And so many of the hallways did not have a 90 degree angle, a sharp angle on corners. A lot of the corners were simply gentle turns it's like I would what I would figure maybe a gambling riverboat would look like you know the hulls have to follow the shape of the of the uh, structure again this was 30 odd years ago when I worked there but there were some corners when I would hate to come around because I would go to the opposite side of the hall so I could get a good view of what was going on around the corner because I would always have the image of a gremlin sitting on the floor in the middle of the hallway chewing on a human leg bone of course I never saw that but that's how I felt in that place there were rooms that didn't have doorknobs because at the time the bats had infested the rooms. Now that has all been taken care of by now. <clears throat> but there was a motor hotel attached to the back of the Minger. And I would come out of the old area, walk into the motor hotel, and back up to the front desk. One night on my first round, we found the door open. So I went to the motor hotel desk and got the guys and came back. We checked the room out. Nobody in there, so we locked the door, pulled it shut. 
About an hour and a half later, I did another round. Door was open. Went to the desk and got the guys. <clears throat> we checked the room out. Nobody in there, so we locked the door. My third round, I came around, the door was open again. I just went to the desk, told them, and I said, I'll be up at the front desk if you need me. I was not going to go back down to that room a third time. Now the Minger. Minger is a lovely place. It's got a lot of history. And like I said, it's right beside the Alamo. People have said in the Minger that they have spiritual overflow from the Alamo because they'll see people dressed in Alamo era attire in the hotel. I never saw anything there, but I had feelings. I had sensations. So, I don't discount the Minger as being a haunted location. If you're ever in San Antonio and you have the opportunity to visit the Minger, I would do that. Anyway, that's my stories for this week. I thank you for listening. If you have any stories you want to share or you want me to share for you, please send them to me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. That's Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. 